everyone, Dr. Axe here. Welcome to the show. On today's show, we have Doug Evans. He is the pioneer in the plant-based health movement for over 20 years. He was the co-founder of Organic Avenue and the founder of Juicero. And he's been channeling the power of sprouts and these transformative plants as he covers in his book, The Sprout Book, which really uh, is a book that really talks gets into the healing power of sprouts, recipes, using sprouts. And he lives in California right now. Before we, uh, before we started this interview, we were talking about hot springs uh, a little bit there as he lives in California near those. And uh, so we're going to talk about all kinds of things today and talk a lot about nutrient density of, of foods and how sprouts can help us heal. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, Josh, so happy to be here. Really excited. Love you. Love your work. Um, and it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Well, thanks. Well, hey, that means a lot. I, uh, you know, one of the things that I was so impressed with is flipping through some of what you have is, uh, is your book and you covering all these things about sprouts and just, you know, I, actually yesterday, even I, I, we, you know, I order sprouts regularly and eat sprouts. And part, part of the reason I got turned on to them is many years ago, I started really studying the nutrient density of food, right? And looking at what the most nutritious and healing foods were on the planet. And I come across this information on sprouts and was blown away. So talk to us about sprouts. What are they exactly? And why do they have all of these health benefits? So it's really interesting that there would be no plant life on the planet without sprouts. So sprouts are seeds that have germinated and grown. And so the seed and people, you know, we eat seeds, poppy seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds. They're part of uh, American culture. Um, sprouts were relegated to hippy dippy trippies in the sixties. And in some Asian cultures, they eat mung beans sprouts. And for me, I had started to sprout about 25 years ago and, but it was as a garnish or as a nutritionally dense food, but I never thought of it as something that was a major part of my diet until it became a necessity. So I moved from LA, San Francisco, New York to the Mojave desert. And then I had this wake up call that I'm also in a food desert. And where was I going to get my food? And that turned me on to sprouts at a huge level where I ordered some mason jars, had some cheesecloth, and you asked what sprouts are. Basically, sprouts are seeds that you add water and they germinate. And sounds very simple. So what happens is in most of nature and for from the beginning of time, these seeds went into the ground and over weeks or months or years, they developed into mature plants. And that's what we know. Most people eat broccoli, not broccoli sprouts. And alfalfa became alfalfa hay. People weren't eating alfalfa sprouts or lentils would be cooked and become dal or various uh, recipes. But if you were to take starting off with lentils, if you sprout lentils in two days, you double the antioxidant levels, you triple the vitamin C and you quadruple the volume of these little lentils. So what's happening and why they're so nutritionally packed is normally when you're growing vegetables, 
you need soil, you need fertilizer, you need sunshine. Turns out that these seeds are complete living organisms that are in a dormant state. And nature, from the beginning of time, if you were to add water, whether it's in daylight or darkness, you add water, you wake up the seed from its dormant state and it becomes alive and it's rapidly growing. That lentil that I talked about will grow exponentially, 10 times its size in seven days. So these are miracles going on because it's a biological transformation similar to that of a butterfly and a caterpillar. Like it is totally dynamically changing. Like to see a little lentil and a few days later to see it have a leaf growing off of it. It's like, where did this green thing come from? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible that you think about, you know, you start with this little thing and how fast it grows into this green plant and the power there. And I know for myself, I mean, I do a lot of sunflower sprouts. I've done a lot of mung bean sprouts, broccoli sprouts, you know, and, and many others. And so I, I throw them on salads, throw them on wraps. I think those are ways that a lot of people get them today. You know, I've spent a lot of time studying Chinese medicine and they prize mung bean sprouts. You know, mung bean sprouts are consumed throughout Asia today. And, you know, it's an incredible healing food over there. So talk to me about, uh, you mentioned this just for a second, but what, what is some of the nutritional value of sprouts when you're comparing it maybe to other vegetables or other herbs and things like that? Well, it's interesting. Originally, I thought of sprouts as a garnish, right? The next thing sprouts became to me a food, right? Sprouts are vegetables, vegetables are food, vegetables are good for you. The next thing, which was kind of the mind boggling part was that every benefit of whole food plant-based exists in sprouts. And because the sprouts are small, they, they are complete. So as a, a, a complete organism, so the concentration of certain nutrients, when we talk about cruciferous vegetables having um, anti-cancer properties, it turns out... and I did an interview with Dr. Jed Fahey from Johns Hopkins, who did spend his life researching cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, and broccoli sprouts. And turns out the broccoli sprouts have 20 to 50 times the precursor to sulforaphane, the glucoraphanin. So it, it seems that every seed has a finite amount of the glucoraphanin. And as the seed grows, into a sprout, into a microgreen, into mature vegetable, the sulforaphane levels get diluted. So the sprouts are nutritionally packed in a very dense format. And that's almost across the board, whether you're talking about vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, in the early stages, they're very concentrated. And as the vegetable grows, it it develops more insoluble fiber and fiber is good for you, but the nutritional density actually gets diluted. I mean, I think it's powerful. You know, I think, you know, as I was reading uh, a study not too long ago, but you were talking about this compound that you just referenced, uh, sulforaphane, so, uh, you know, a form of sulfur and all of these benefits in it fighting malignancies and different types of cancer. And we, again, we know it's powerful. And so, you know, I've even heard sometimes broccoli sprouts, as you said, might be 50 times, you know, as powerful 
as broccoli itself at fighting cancer. So anyways, I think it's powerful. You know, one other thing I'd write about with sprouts is you're talking about some of the cruciferous, like broccoli sprouts, is this compound called indole-3-carbonyl. And, you know, in some of those, can you talk about that for a little bit too? Well, I think in the concentration of the plant kingdom, the, the levels of these nutrients, these compounds, these antioxidants all exist in nature. And every cruciferous vegetable, whether it's watercress, arugula, bok choy, um, they, uh, kale, they all have them. But in the concentrated form, that's where literally, and you mentioned in Chinese medicine, the herbs, the, the herbs are the smaller versions of the mature vegetables that the sprouts have never been thought of um, beyond a food as medicine. But if you think about even levels of folate, you can, you can target, and this is where my next level of research is going, to look at every individual amino acid, every bioflavonoid, every polyphenol, every individual amino acid that forms the proteins, they're all in sprouts. So when you, when you have a specific need, um, whether it's, you know, you mentioned on the, the broccoli sprouts, the, and I was just doing a podcast with, with Rip Esselstyn, and we were talking about how broccoli sprouts can, and the sulforaphane in broccoli sprouts will detoxify benzene from the lungs, that it actually wow. will, will, will have these benefits. So we're just at the beginning stage of, of, of learning the specifics and getting, um, scientists, nutritionists, medical doctors starting to look at these things that have been in front of our eyes, but invisible, like they're hiding in plain sight. Yeah, I think it's amazing. One of the things I wanted to mention too here. So, I mean, yeah, even talking about all of the benefits here, the nutrient density here, this is such a great thing to add, add, add into our diets for cancer prevention. As you're talking about one of the other things is I was mentioning endol 3 carbonyl, uh, you know, one of the doc doctors you talked about, uh, uh, Kate Denniston, uh, was mentioning how it really helps with getting rid of part of the reason it fights cancer is getting rid of those xenoestrogens, right? All these extra estrogens from the body. One of the other things that I think is so unique about sprouts is their enzyme content. Can you talk about the importance of enzymes and, 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 and how that works with sprouts? So basically enzymes are part of living foods. So the main difference between eating, um, cooked vegetables and raw vegetables or raw fruits are the enzyme contents. And when you're eating a seed in the normal state, it has enzyme inhibitors, which are protecting this seed through its life. So that's why they're discovering seeds that are 1200 years old that will still sprout and germinate. So basically we use enzymes to help with digestion, bioavailability and assimilation. So when you soak the seed, you remove the enzymes, you remove the phytic, you lower the levels of the phytic acids, and you help with the pre-digestion. It's almost as if the enzyme is the missing element to combine with the food as it mixes with your saliva and your digestive enzymes to allow the body to appreciate and assimilate the foods themselves. Yeah, it's powerful. You know, one of the topics I hear a lot about, today, obviously we're hearing a lot about today 
is the immune system and consuming foods that are going to support our immunity. Talk to you about sprouts specifically and how those can affect our immune systems. Well, if you think about, um, if you're eating a piece of, let's just say fish, right. And, and I have no judgment. Everyone can eat whatever they want. So I want to be as kind of open and scientific about this. But if you were to take a piece of fish and leave it at 98 degrees over 24 hours, it's going to putrefy and decay and, and rot. And if you eat it, the body has to work very hard to break down that fish. So it's whether it's um, hydrochloric acid or other things, the body's breaking down different levels of cooking will have different effects. So if you're cooking at high heat and you're getting AGEs, but if you're eating something like a piece of fruit or um, sprouts, the body and you chew it well, you mix it with the digestive fluids, it goes into the stomach. It's very easily broken down and the body, the water content of the sprouts and the fruit um, makes it very easy for the body to assimilate um, the nutrients. So when, when I look at um, eating solid food, processed food, cooked food versus raw food, the raw food, um, depending on the level of roughage and depending on the level of water content can actually be very easily appreciated. And that's why you can't eat, if you take legumes, you can't eat them raw, right? So if you sprout them, yeah. you can eat them, or if you pressure cook them, or if you steam them and you soak them, you can have them. So there's something about nature and having the digestive enzymes, having the water content. And that's one of the things about sprouts when you're it's absorbing the water and it's increasing the soluble and insoluble fiber. So we need the fiber, but because it's in this infant stage, it's very tender and it's very good food for the microbiome and for digestion. So that's one of the things that has been very big on sprouts is the fiber content as well as the nutritional density. There's almost nothing wasted in this um, small organism. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. You know, I founded Ancient Nutrition with Jordan Rubin because we are on a mission to bring you history's healthiest whole food nutrients that can help you transform your health. You know, we've seen these amazing health transformations with our own families. My mom, Jordan himself and our friends by using these ancient principles. And we use ancient principles when we formulate each and every one of our products. In fact, our turmeric formula uses the ancient Ayurvedic method and has other herbs to make the turmeric more absorbable. And we want you to experience these incredible benefits. Whether you're looking to boost your immune system, improve digestion, balance hormones, increase energy, sleep more soundly, or get the beauty benefits of thicker hair and fewer wrinkles, Ancient Nutrition is here to support you. Get $10 off your next purchase of just $40 or more with the code PODCAST10. I can't wait to hear about your personal health transformation. Now, I want to go through a few things. So many of these are things I've heard you quote and talk about in your new book. 
uh, just a few stats. I think that are going to impress everybody. And then I want to get into hearing about some of the different types of sprouts that you recommend that we start to get into our diet. But listen to some of these, these facts that I know you've talked about and others have talked about over the past few years when it comes to sprouts. Uh, some experts estimate that up to 100 times more enzymes are in, in sprouts than uncooked fruits and vegetables. That's amazing. A hundred times more enzymes as you were talking about those benefits and enzymes can do everything from break down uh, cancerous cells and support digestion and all those things you're talking about. The other thing I thought that was really impressive is the nutrient content. Now you've already quoted some of that earlier, but it was reading and talking about, uh, uh, oftentimes it's 20 times the original value and you can have of the B vitamins somewhere between 200 and 500% more B vitamins in sprouts than other vegetables or their vegetable or bean counterparts, which I think is pretty incredible too. Um, also, they don't have the same enzyme inhibitors of nuts and seeds and legumes. And so you're digesting them much easier. So anyways, I find all of this so fascinating and a, and a reason why all really sprouts should be talked about, about more and we should be getting more of these in our diets. But practically speaking, so we know sprouts are great. Talk to me about what are some of the most important, some of the most beneficial sprouts we could get in our diet. Is there anything unique or beneficial about some of the different types of sprouts? I, I mean, one is in the, in the plant-based world and in the sports world, a relatively common superfood is chia, right? Um, when you sprout chia, you're getting medium chain fatty acids, you're getting omega-3s, and you're getting probably the cleanest form of omega-3s that you can get. And it's coupled with fiber, with chlorophyll, with other antioxidants, and with a wide array of amino acids. So chia and flax are great sources that people aren't thinking about sprouting them. They're normally adding them to a smoothie or their, or a bar, but the idea of sprouting chia is very, very powerful. And so I encourage that. And it's very easy. You could literally take the chia, put it on an unbleached paper towel or a terracotta plate and get a little spray mist bottle and spray it a few times a day. And within days, they're starting to grow into green vegetables. Wow. So, so that's one. That's, that's one. I, I think that um, people talk about protein and the protein supplements are very big business. And there's a wider range of supplements for protein from whey and whey and soy and hemp protein and pea protein, you can take, um, for example, and this is, I think, shocking to most people who will ask me, where do I get my protein? And I say garbanzo beans. And they're looking at me, garbanzo beans. I said, one cup of sprouted garbanzo beans is 380 calories. So it is actually filling. Like it's work to eat a cup of raw garbanzo beans, yeah. right? But- tastes good, um, easily digested, but has 35 grams of protein in one cup of garbanzo beans. So if you think about peas, garbanzo beans, lentils, they're all very rich in proteins, amino acids, and fiber. And the color of each one of those will represent different antioxidants. Mm -hmm. So when we say eat, eat the rainbow, I've been putting together for my own consumption, 
different varieties of sprouts so that I can be consuming between I think what's your recommendation of how many different foods people should eat in a week? Well, you know, I don't know that I have a specific number. It's more a guideline of try and get a lot of different vegetables, a lot of different berries. And I, I am a big proponent of wild organic meats. So, but for me, those are the categories people should be focused on is vegetables, berry, you know, berries, fruits, that sort of thing. And when I say vegetables, I really will also throw herbs, spices, and sprouts in as part of that family uh, with there as well, but those types of plants. But uh, I, you know, and what's interesting, you know, traditional Chinese medicine will say this as well the different colors, which have different antioxidants support different organ systems of the body. So red supports the cardiovascular system. Green supports the liver and detoxification system. Yellow supports the immune system. You know, so anyways, it's, but, but yeah, you want to get all the different colors in certain seasons, different colors are more important than others as well. In the fall, you want to get a lot of orange in the spring. When things are greening up, you want to go all really heavy on the green, but anyways, yeah, I just, I have more general philosophy of TCM is, uh, eat many different ones, but I, I don't have a set number. Yeah. But, but, but if you have, I'd love, I'd love for you to share it. Yeah. I think my goal, you know, that, that I've been, you know, striving towards is about 30 different plants, um, vegetables, fruits, um, in the course of a week. Cool. And, and when you think about the, what, how you were describing the colors in, in TCM, the, you can easily get green out of sprouts. Almost every sprout will, yeah. will, will leaf and you'll get green and you'll get chlorophyll. What people don't know is that you can get reds in the sprouts and you can get the anthocyanidins yeah. in there. And that's another you know, powerful part. And so when we start and, and the dark black, you know, the, the dark beans, you know, those are very deep and they're you know, similar qualities and properties you know, to the, the purple and the blue that exists in blueberries. Yeah. And so to get this wide array of antioxidants, you can get beta carotene, you know, from sprouts. So it's an interesting part. So what I do is I'm taking combinations of say radish, clover, broccoli, and alfalfa. And all of those seeds have the garden salad variety and you can mix them in, in one, um, one bowl or cup, you can have four or five different seeds. And although they look the same, they all are unique plants with different characteristics, different qualities, um, and um, they digest well and they grow well together. So if I were to look at the garden variety of vegetables, um, the broccoli, radish, clover, alfalfa, those can be sprouted together. They mix in well. Um, you can take legumes and make a protein mix and have azuki, lentil, peas, garbanzo beans, mung beans. That family all sprouts really well. You get all the different colors. You get the different fibers and you get complementary amino acids to help form complete proteins. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. I think it's incredible. So just everybody, you know, this week, think about this is going out there, grab some sprouts. You can pick these up a lot of times at health food stores, uh, you know, every place from Whole Foods Market to your local health food store, grab sprouts, throw them on a salad, throw them on a wrap or a sandwich or just, hey, in a bowl. Um, I'll, I'll a lot of times have them with some, uh, 
you know, with my veggies, I'll do a lot of hummus, things like that with them. Uh, anyways, is great too, but continue on. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned hummus, like most hummus, if you're buying packaged hummus in the health food store, mm -hmm. probably not that healthy. Right. Right. And cause it has, you know, various oils in it and the like, um, I've been making hummus with sprouted garbanzo beans, sprouted um, sesame seeds to get fresh tahini, and then adding fresh zucchini, organic zucchini. So imagine making a hummus with zucchini, with um, sesame seeds and homemade tahini, yeah. and then sprouted garbanzo beans. You're getting something that's incredibly rich. And then I will just dip traditional vegetables, whether it's a leaf of spinach or celery or anything into it, a slice of cucumber or tomato. So you're able to make the, the dips. So it's very easy to, to sprout. And one of the things, and it was a real purpose of me writing the book that I felt that the awakening for me was that sprouts are food. So I worked with a recipe developer, Lita Scheintaub, who developed Oprah's recipe book. So she did the recipes for Oprah's book. And I said, my challenge is I want to do 40 recipes. I want them to be all plant-based and I want them to be about 50% sprouts and all raw. So we worked on amazing things from uh, plays on Indian street food and chala masala to smoothies, to wraps, to desserts. And we're mixing in other staples of the diet. And so food is an important part. And I don't expect people to just sit there and eat bowls of sprouts by themselves. But if you could use sprouts in a recipe, you're increasing the nutritional density of that recipe. And thereby, when you talk about like healthy immune system, I think one of the reasons the United States was hit so hard with this pandemic is because the United States was so unhealthy. So the levels of obesity and diabetes and other chronic illnesses are a result of diet and nutrition. So that's where, when, and I look, I, I don't, it's a very politically charged. I don't want to kind of talk about anything beyond that on the, on the pandemic, other than recommending people to be fit, to exercise yeah. and to eat really healthy because the people that I know, and there's always a corner case, right? There's always someone who looked really healthy, you know, who, who got sick and they're struggling. But for the most part, if you look at the statistics, the levels of comorbidity and the oh, yeah. complexity, it's around people that have not taken care of themselves. And the most depressing part of this whole pandemic was not using the opportunity to talk to people about eating healthy, Agreed. about changing their diet, their lifestyle, their exercise. It's all about, you know, masking, social distancing, staying home and sedentary as opposed to, um, and look, I, I, I think my book came out in April, right during the, uh, the beginning stages of the lockdown and the levels of sprouting in the United States have gone up three X five X my little book, the sprout book is now in the sixth printing for a niche, you know, wow. paperback. So it, it's really doing well, but these are grassroots efforts. These aren't the macro level of the major health organizations stressing the importance.
importance of diet and lifestyle to keep that healthy immune system. Yeah. And and we're totally on the same page here. It really is unfortunate. The government has not stepped up and said, Hey, you know, you should be, uh, eating real food. You should be outside getting vitamin D and exercising and doing all these things that make us healthier. So I know we could go on a big tangent there, but I am in complete agreement with you there. I want to mention for anybody who wants to check it out, uh, Doug mentioned his book here. It's called The Sprout Book. And you can buy this book by going to thesproutbook.com. Again, just go to thesproutbook.com. Or you can also simply go to a place like amazon.com, look up Sprout Book, uh, Doug Evans there, and you'll see it is a, a fantastic book. And again, sprouting is one of the greatest ways you can improve your health when we're especially talking about liver health, fighting cancer. Um, you know, in, in, in those ways specifically, and just getting more nutrients in your diet. This is one of those powerful strategies you can follow. And I appreciate Doug here, who is pioneering these efforts. And by the way, if you check out his book, The Sprout Book, you'll see that there have been a lot of really well-known physicians who have promoted everyone from Dr. Oz to Deepak Chopra, uh, Dean Ornish, and then a good friend of ours, uh, both uh, Vani Hari, who uh, runs the webpage Food Babe. She, uh, there are a lot of people behind this. And Doug, my first couple of years, now I don't run my functional medicine practice anymore, but I did for, I did for many years. And I, when I first started, I actually would teach people, I would do a cooking class uh, or a salad making class and would teach people, I'd bring them on a shopping tour at Whole Foods and I would show them exactly what to buy, what, what were the most nutrient dense foods. So I'd have them buying things like spinach and arugula, and then we'd add sprouts in there, you know, and some other superfoods. And we would go through and, you know, I'd teach them how to make the superfood salad recipe. But anyways, sprouts are, was always the main ingredient, you know, when, uh, there in that superfood salad. We throw goji berries on there and everything else too. So anyways, I, uh, I appreciate that. And also want to say again here, the book looks fantastic. I want to encourage you guys to check it out there as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting when I was doing the research for the book, since um, there are a lot of doctors, doctors of Chinese medicine, acupuncturists, Ayurvedic practitioners, and people had different philosophies. And you had mentioned, you know, the um, wild game and your book, the, the, the keto book was very powerful. Um, there were people from all different walks of life. There were people... Um, practitioners from functional medicine to plant-based to keto to paleo. And what I found the thing that they all had in common other than wanting to help people because they all wanted to help people, they were all huge fans of sprouts. And those early interviews in my research gave me the confidence to do the work because I'm not a researcher. I'm not a scientist. The, The extent of my writing was a long text or an email. So for me to write 60,000 words, 288 pages, this was the hardest project that I ever had to do because it just meant sitting there, researching, writing, testing. And I created a sprout lab in in Wonder Valley um, by the hot springs where I was testing how do you sprout in bags, in jars, in trays with various soils, uh, sprouting mediums, and until I could, and the reason, one of the reasons I wrote the book is because I was getting confused because every sprout had a different characteristic of 
how long to soak it for, what technique worked the best. And then I ultimately rationalized it and developed charts and published my logs in the book. So to make it easier for people to have access. Now you had mentioned something else. Um, the research from the CDC overall says, if you look at the data itself, that sprouts are safe, right? So the Center yeah. for Disease Control, if you listen to the hyperbole, they talk about you know, scare factors of E. coli and, and um, salmonella, but the data itself, and we have a data scientist on our team, statistician who studies the data, um, the data is very safe, but it turns out the safest way to get sprouts is to grow it at home. Sure. The, the second yeah. safest way is to buy it from a supermarket where it's commercially grown and they're using very strict techniques. Where it starts to go awry is in like the fast food chains, whether it's because yeah. um, there they don't, they're not using organic, they're not controlling the supply chain, they're not controlling the inventory, they're not training people to know when things are bad. And that's where in, in fast food, the risk of foodborne illness can come from meat, bread, fish, vegetables, produce, anything, or sprouts. Turns out there's no one defending sprouts. So you'll never, at least I've never seen a TV commercial for sprouts because they're something that is just in front of our eyes, but they've made available. Now, the advantage to sprouting at home is that if you buy a pack of sprouts, you know, in the, in the health food store, Store, it could cost three to five dollars. If you sprout at home, it's about 30 cents worth of seeds. Yeah. So that's where the the economic empowerment and the social food justice becomes available and accessible to everyone if they want, now has the option to eat healthy and have vegetables wherever they are in any climate. Yeah, I love it. You know, I think when we're talking about sprouts, again, everybody has a different lifestyle. And so if you can and have time to do it at home and you want to be able to do this in a very economically friendly way, do them at home. One of nature's most powerful superfoods, we're talking about more nutrient dense in terms of bioavailable nutrients than broccoli or kale. So super powerful consume sprouts. And if not, go to your local health food store, grab them there, go to your local farmer's market if they have them. But yeah, sprouts are are as safe as any other vegetable, as any other plant out there, as we're talking about it. And they're more nutrient dense. They are at the very, very top in terms of nutrient dense plants. So that's why myself and so many other doctors do recommend them. And if you want to talk about Chinese medicine, I just want to mention this for everybody. The ideal time to eat sprouts is when you're in a hot environment or throughout spring and summer is when you want to be loading up on them. If you have something like inflammatory bowel disease, you can actually cook them, but you want to consume them cooked if you have inflammatory bowel disease and it's very cold out in the wintertime, according to Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, but generally speak, and you can throw them in soups. I mean, we talked about eating them raw, which I think number one way throughout a lot of the year, but, but you can consume them in a lot of different ways. Again, the thing that's so powerful about them is they are the most nutrient dense foods in the plant kingdom up there with certain other superfoods and herbs. So anyways, Doug, want to say thanks so much. want to encourage everybody, check out the book. You can go to the website, Doug's website. It is thesproutbook.com. 
amazon.com or go to amazon.com and just look up the sprout book. You'll find it on there and you'll find some delicious recipes in there as well. I want to say, Doug, thanks for coming on the show and for being a pioneer as part of the sprouts movement. Uh, my pleasure, Dr. X. Thank you so much for having me and for leading the effort and sharing um, these little unknown wisdoms uh, to, to your whole audience. It's incredible. Well, thanks so much, Doug. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll be back next week with another show. Uh, have a great week. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.